Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Friday. This is Sydney Sarah. Welcome to Sydney's Prophetic Podcast, where I speak into your life and minister to you prophetically. Welcome. It's Friday. Yeah, like I said, happy uh, weekend. Happy Friday, I guess. Um, we are going to be talking about something real good today that the Lord, um, was teaching me and giving me revelation about. He's been giving me revelation on this topic and, and teaching me about this topic for a, a, quite a while now, quite a long time. But it was just a it's it, it's kind of a refresher for me, a review. Um, because you know more godly marriages, courtships, and things of that nature are about to come forth, and he had me to look at the book of Ruth. And in the book of Ruth. You know, Ruth and Boaz, most people in the church uh, know about Ruth and Boaz. But long story short, um, it's about Ruth and, first of all, it's about Ruth and Naomi. First part of the story is about Ruth and Naomi and how, you know, Naomi needed someone to, uh, fudge. I'm trying to say this story accurately, but to redeem, redeem the family line. I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give more clarity of that soon in a minute, but to 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 yeah to to redeem the family line because Naomi's uh, Naomi is a widow. And after, and, and then Ruth, um, Ruth's husband died. So she, so we have both of them, or we've got both widows here, two widows here. And yeah, it was about redeeming, it was basically about redeeming Naomi's family line. Um, so, you know. They they needed that they needed redemption, and uh, Ruth needed a husband to redeem the family line as well. So that's what that's where we are right now. Um, to be more specific, where I'm going to read from is I'm sorry this seems a bit muddy, but I encourage you to read the Book of Ruth for yourself in the in the translation that you can understand it. I offer the ESV. The NKJV, the Message Bible, um, those are good translations to read this in. So maybe you can have a bit more of an understanding. But, um, so God wanted me to discuss the topic of signs of a godly spouse. So let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you use me as I decrease. You increase, Lord God, you speak through me. And uh, let your Holy Spirit be the only one speaking on this podcast episode, Lord God. And let this edify, inform, and minister to give clarity, direction to the listeners that are listening to this episode right now, Lord God. And also, I, I pray that people's discernment are heightened. Uh, the sensitivity to your voice is heightened in Jesus' name so that we know what spouse, what, what person that you want us to marry and which person you do not want us to marry. And, you know, which person is sent from you and which person is sent from the enemy. Because you're right, the word says, be not ignorant of Satan's devices. So 
Help us, God, to not be ignorant of Satan's devices through not just this podcast, but in many different ways, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, we are going to take it from, okay, Holy Spirit, we're going to take it from Ruth chapter 2, and I'm going to read, this is out of my NKJV Bible, by the way, so... Again, I'm only going to be reading this from the NKJV unless the Lord uh, has me to say something different or or speak from a, a different translation. Okay, so it says in, again, Ruth chapter 2 verse 9, it says, Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from the what the young men have drawn. Now, here's what I'm going to do with this teaching. Um, well, this is what the Lord told me to do. So this is going to be part one of Signs of a Godly Spouse. This is for the women to identify a godly man. Um, they may not be your spouse, but at least you know they could be potentially your godly spouse because they are they show good character they show good righteous holy character and just teaching you what godly men do and with the same story for part two i'm going to show what godly women are and signs of a godly woman for the men all right so men just be patient um but I mean, you can still still definitely benefit from listening to this. So I'm going to read this verse again. Let your eyes be on the field. Rule chapter 2 verse 9. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? Let's pause after that. Was very, very interesting is that he said, Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? This is Boaz talking to Ruth. You like your godly spouse is going to be a man that protects you, you know, in different ways than what you may think or think they may have uh, be able to. Um, your your godly the the man of God for you is going to already like in a, in a way have your back and really, um really protecting defend you even from afar which is very uh impressive and considerate and very like thoughtful too how boaz and did that and it's not even in a what's so nice is that it's not in a creepy way like it's not like oh she might not back up like no it's just like have i not commanded the young men not to touch you that sounds like you know did you know do do not uh, violate her, you know, did treat her with respect, you know, treat her, uh, you know, with kindness, be polite. That's what that sounds like to me. And it's, it's just, it's just, it's just like, wow, Boaz, you, you, I'm sorry, y'all. That was a scammer trying to call me anyway. Um, but yeah, I was like, wow, Boaz, you, you really are very considerate about, you know, the woman that you've just taken interest in. And so this is in such a short amount of time, but 
it's a very key point to notice in a godly man because they they will what they will do this so uh let's go to Ruth chapter in the same chapter chapter 2 verse 10 um, and it reads, so she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, it has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother in the land of your birth and have come to a people whom did whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work. And a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Now, let's read certain things again. Why have I, Ruth is asking him, why have I found favor in your eyes? Like Why, why are you taking such notice of me? Because she is a foreigner in Boaz's land, in his territory that he owns, right? And... She's why, 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 why are you taking such notice of me like this? Like, why? So here's the thing. These godly men will treat you like queens. Okay. These godly men are going to treat you like the queen that you are. Like the goddess that you are. Okay. They're not going to treat you any other kind of way. Like I said, they're already uh, looking out for your well-being because they... Because he said, have I not commanded the young men not to touch you in the earlier verses, right? So, um, let's keep going. And Boaz answered and said, it has been fully reported to me. Pause. Reputation. 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 It has been fully reported to me. So, whoever your godly spouse is, you got to be careful not to say we care about what people think. But it's just all about how you carry yourself, right? And an upstanding, righteous, respectful man would want a upstanding, righteous, respectable woman. Simple as that. Um, and he answered, and it's been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. And how you have left your father and your mother in the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work. And a full reward by giving be or be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Now, notice what I love about this scripture right here is that he did not. It, it didn't say he talked about her looks, her beauty, um, her body, her body shape, or it didn't talk about nothing on the outside. It talked about her actions. He talked about her actions. Her behavior, her godly behavior, right? And, and there's a phrase out there that says it takes one to know one. But it, and also what it, what it reminds me of is back in Genesis where Adam, after uh, God put Adam to sleep and Eve came out of him with the Eve uh, came out of his rib, and when he woke up, he said, "Oh, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh," right? So. It's just like, you know, and I was just watching a movie where it says it was a romantic movie. And one of the characters was like, you know, when you come across the one, you're going to know. And it's really interesting how biblical that is now, because I never I thought that was just a saying like, oh, you know, love at first sight. Like, I thought that was kind of, you know, just in the world. But this is also biblical, like like I brought up with the Adam and Eve. Um 
and and now Ruth, I mean, uh, not Ruth, uh, Boaz is recognizing a godly character in Ruth, and he's drawn to that, right? A godly spouse, the godly spouse for you is going to be drawn for men and women. This is for both men and women. Your godly spouse is going to be drawn to not you, but the Jesus in you. I'm gonna say it again. He, the godly spouse in you, or the godly, <laughs> godly spouse in you, the godly spouse for you is going to recognize not you, but the Jesus in you, right? And that's who he or she it will be attracted to the most. And they should be, because without Jesus, <laughs> I'm gonna say this for me personally, without Jesus, I couldn't do this podcast. It's amazing to me, kind of testifying here. It's amazing to me how much, like how long I can talk. <laughs> I don't like to hear myself talk. I really don't. But um, I got, you know, 45 minute, 50 minute podcast episodes for you in my uh, podcast. But that's all the Holy Spirit. Because I'm like, God, how long can I even talk? Like, and I easily do next, you know, I easily do a whole like 30 minute <laughs> recording or 45 minute recording and that's all by the glory of god okay and that's all by the glory and grace of god okay so let's keep going um god had me to highlight to ruth uh chapter 2 verse 14 and it says now boaz said to her at mealtime come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar so okay. notice how he provides her food. Like he really took care of her. And at first when I highlighted this, I'm like, God, well, I mean, any God can take me out, whether from God, whether they're sent from you or sent by the enemy. Any God can say, you know, can can I take you out on a date? Like what? But getting clarity in the scriptures regarding this topic, it shows how Boaz. So so far, let's 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 take note here of what's been happening. So far, Boaz has looked out for her protection and her well-being, saying, have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? Like he, again, protecting her from a distance, protecting her from afar is very respectful. He wasn't creepy, wasn't stalkerish, wasn't like, hey, what you doing, girl? You my eyes, girl. If I can't hear you, nobody can. The devil is a lie. Okay. That person is demonic and need to get delivered. All right. Um, But so, so far he has looked out for her well-being and protecting her um, from any her harm and danger with these young men, child. I don't know what's up with these young men. He said not to touch you. I told him not to touch you, but he said what he said, all right? And then he, um, and then go from, like, from uh, verses 10 to 12, Ruth is like, what? what is up with this that you are treating me so nicely? Like, why are you so nice? And he's like, and it, especially because you know, she's a foreigner. Let me remind you, she is a foreigner and foreigners in the Bible are usually not treated so nicely. And he said, it's been fully reported to me what all you have done for your mother. To paraphrase now at this point, what have you done for your mother-in-law since your husband's death? And then you came to a, a land that you did not know. So, you know, glory be to God. You, you working with Naomi, you're helping Naomi. Glory be to God for your for your help and you know may god repay your work and things of that nature so he's protected her from afar and he's recognized her godly character and and now we have verse 14 where he provided her food like he is really like treating miss ruth but that's how it should be 
when it's a godly man, when it's a man of godly character, a truly God-fearing man, right? They, he should be a gentleman. Even, even Jesus is a gentleman. Jesus is a gentleman because he's not going to override our will. Like God gave us our own will, right? To, he wants us to obey him. But at the same time, we actually got to do it on our part. I'm going to say that one more time. God wants us to obey him, but we actually have to do it. We actually, we have to actually want to obey and submission is when you want to do somebody's will. Now, when you're forced to do somebody's will, because many times that word submission get taken out of context and is using an abusive uh, situations and connotations. And it's just all, it's all misconstrued. It's all out of whack. It's just, and then, you know, abuses occurred and and manipulation and things of that nature and witchcraft. It's just, and it's just a horrible situation that people then they need to get healed from and child is a mess and oppression and stuff and unnecessary crap. So, um, let's keep going. We're going to go to, oh, verse 15. And it says, and when she rose up to glean, gleaning means, um, like her just going through the field, by the way. Because I was like, what does gleaning mean? I heard and seen that word glean like 15 times in this uh, story. But that's what that means. Glean means just she was going through. She was combing through the fields, basically. Um, and when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. Let Also let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave her there, she may glean, and do not rebuke her. So, he is basically watching out for her again and commanding the young man, you know, let her do what she need to do. Um, let the grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. So, he's providing, like, he's, he is legit, like, taking care of her. And that, again, that's how a man should be a gentleman. Okay, a man should be a gentleman like the way he provided for Ruth. And I really didn't even pay attention to it like that until God had me to to study this. Um, okay, let's go to, okay, let's go to verse 19, chapter two. This is still in chapter two, verse 19. And her mother-in-law said to her, this is Naomi speaking to Ruth, where have you gleaned to, where have you gleaned today? And where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, who, who with whom she had worked and said, the man's name with whom I worked today is Boaz. So the Holy Spirit was showing me that that is just, you know, there are going to be when, when, you when you recognize your godly spouse and you see like you know you're seeing signs like oh this person uh maybe the one for me the what will also happen is uh people around you and i've noticed this um consistently in like uh like youtube couples christian couples um and how they've gotten together when with their during their courtship and before they got married and things like that and while they were dating um of the people the community around them it's like, you know, you ask God for confirmation day. He going to confirm through the, your people. Right. And you're close, you're close and trusted people. Okay. Now I'm not just talking about, you know, 
acquaintances, colleagues, and people who you just are civilized with or just talk to every now and again. I'm talking about your your girlfriends. I'm talking about your boys. I'm talking about, you know, your close church community. I'm talking about, you know, your spiritual mother, your spiritual father, as well as, well as your natural spiritual mother and father. I'm talking about like the community that knows y'all personally, personally, like they are going to be the ones that to also recognize what God has put together. Let no man put us under. Um, let's oh go to okay let's go to chapter 3 verse 10 again let's go to chapter 3 verse 10 and uh, this is oh this is when Naomi has commanded Ruth uh to go and talk to Boaz after he didn't eat and drank and had a good dinner and things of that nature. Um what is it? Well yeah, this is basically just still in the process of having her uh family line be redeemed. So that that's that's basically what Ruth is doing here, talking to Boaz. And uh, uh, Boaz said to Ruth, then he said, blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning. And that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. Now this, oh, let me keep going. The Holy Spirit said keep going. And then in verse 11, and now my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request for all the people of my town. Know that you are a virtuous woman. Let me tell you something about the revelation I got from this scripture. Right, I just read chapter third, uh, chapter three, verse ten to eleven. This right here, I was like, "Oh my God, that is so relevant and applicable to today." Because I'm gonna be real with y'all when I say this: Don't nobody want a thought. Don't nobody want a woman that's easy. Don't nobody want a man that's easy. Okay? Oh, excuse me. I don't want a player. Right? I don't want to play a player. I want a man that is upstanding and will not play games with me. Will not play with my heart. As well as a man. Don't want a woman that's, you know, she he can easily get uh in the bed with and have a one night stand with. He said, you know, in that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. You wasn't, you know, fiddle faddling with other other men and just being easy. Just, you know, just like just being tossed around. Oh, I was going to say something else, but the Holy Spirit is stopping me. Uh, Praise God. (laughs) And he said, I will do for you all that you request for all the people of my town. Know that you are a virtuous woman. So this goes back to the behavior and the actions of having a godly character that he referenced to um and we saw in chapter two. And now here he is confirming who she is again. Like you are a godly woman, you are a virtuous woman, you are a Proverbs 31 woman. A pro- the Proverbs 31 woman is a virtuous woman. Um and 
with him taking notice of that, it was like, you know, oh, and, and, and you know what? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Upstanding, respectable men will say, you know, it's a turn on when a woman is classy, when a woman is not giving away everything. Right. A woman is being mysterious. A woman has standards and respect. I've heard countless amount of men that say it is so sexy when a woman is confident, know who she is. Like it's a turn on for them when they like when they know you can't just do any old thing, you know, with you. That that you actually have standards, you have boundaries, you know who you are, you respect yourself, you're walking in your identity, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Um, so let's keep going. But that that was my favorite part about my little Bible study with Jesus, because I was like, oh, oh, virtuous woman. Um we're still in chapter three, let's go to verse 17. And she said these six, oh, forgive me, saints, because I don't know how to say this. Ephaphs, the word is E P H A H S. Ephaphs, Ephaphs of barley. He gave me, where he said to me, Do not go empty handed to your mother in law. And what God was showing me through this scripture was that, you know, the godly spouse for you is going to be very polite. He's going to have manners. Um, it's been, I really. I've only seen other people do it. Um, and that's how I knew it was a a polite manner thing. You know, when you go to somebody's house for the first time to not go empty handed. So I'm actually learning to, to do more to, I got to remind myself to do more of that. Cause I didn't know that was a thing until other people mentioned it. And I saw other people doing it. So, and I think that's really sweet how, you know, to really give to give someone a gift. It's always sweet to give someone a gift. For God loves a cheerful giver, right? But you know, the 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 uh it's also I feel like it's also like kind of a maybe a cultural thing as well, but I know it's a thing of of, of being polite with um and having manners. I mean, the godly spouse for you is supposed to have manners. That that's I mean, that's a part of the fruit of the spirit is patience and gentleness, um meekness. You know, we're not supposed to be obnoxious. We're not supposed to be rude, you know? So he was just really showing me like your golly spouse, the man for you is not going to be rude. He's he's going to know his manners. He knows he's going to know how to be respectable and polite to not just you, but to your family. Because he said, do not go empty handed to your mother-in-law. So he was considering Naomi as well. He was like, Boaz really was like you know that's the type of man ladies that you should want i mean he had his own land he had his own workers i mean he's to me it's like if we take this to the 21st century he would be like the modern day ceo kind of thing like he, he had his like he had his own wealth he got he, he didn't need nothing for nobody like you know he wanted ruth he didn't need ruth he wanted ruth right so this is Awesome stuff here. Um, now, let's go to, okay, let's go to, we're kind of wrapping up here. Let's go to chapter four, excuse my dog, chapter four, verse six. 
Again, this is Ruth chapter four, verse six. And the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. What God showed me through here. And okay, God is saying to read uh, chapter, uh, verse 10. Uh, Ruth four and 10 says, moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of Ma- Malon, Malon, Malon. I have acquired as my wife. That's uh, Boaz announcing now that him and Ruth are married. Um, But what God showed me through those two scriptures is that what God has for you is for you. Okay. What God has for you is for you. Um, Yeah. And, and, And it does not matter. It does not matter what circumstances may come now. You you can still get in God's way. Don't get in God's way now. If you want his will over your will, then you know these things are going to come to pass. But you're going to make it more difficult <laughs> and, and cause things to delay if your if your pride is in the way. Right? But if you want um God's will for your life, no matter the godly spouse, and no matter if you know the no matter also, cause I've, I've heard stories of just like, you know, oh, I didn't want my, my husband at first. Oh, I didn't want my wife when I first met her at first, but you know, there is a thing, you know, you just got to let them go through their own healing, their own deliverance, let them, you know, be healed. So that way they can know who they are in Christ before they get to, before they marry you, because you know, you get rid of a lot of unnecessary problems when, you know, when you just let God let them go through their process if need be. But, you know, all in all, you know, what God, like I said, what God put together, let no man put asunder. And he, and he also said what regarding Adam and making Eve, he said, I will make a, us, I'll make someone suitable for him. Not compatible. We ain't talking about compatibility in Zodiac signs. We can't know. We're talking about suitability. And God don't like astrology like that. <laughs> he does not like zodiac and horoscopes because it's witchcraft. Biblically speaking, it's witchcraft. But anyway, um, but yeah, we're talking about suitability and is and also alignment. The will of God, the purpose of God, uh, and kingdom, kingdomship. Kingdom marriage. Oh, I just did I just make a word up? I need to patent it. Kingdomship. You should want a kingdomship. Okay, enough. Um, but no, seriously, like this is all regarding God's will and what God wants to manifest and show through your godly marriage, through your godly relationship, right? And with that being said, you know, and it's kind of crazy how it's been misconstrued. Like, oh, God doesn't care about who you marry. Yes, he does. We see that all the way back in Genesis. What's the scripture? I, God wants me to go through it. Go to it. Okay. I at least know while I'm flipping through these pages. Where is that? Because I had to find the page number for Miss Ruth. Child. Again, I've been so used to my phone Bible. Reading the Bible Bibles. I know it's kind of sad, but hey. Y'all just give me a break. Um, and 
do. I'm trying to see here what he's where he said that. Just give me a second. Okay. Well. Okay. So let me um go to my Bible because I don't I can't find it. I know it's in there, but I can't find it in my Bible. Bible. There we go. Sure. Oh. Okay. Well. NKJV didn't have the word I wanted. That was why. But. This version. There's a translation that says suitable. So I'm going to just read that. And it's Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 though. And it says. Then the Lord God said. It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him suitable this is in the new american standard bible translation so i'm gonna read it one more time then the lord god said it is not good for the man to be alone i will make him a helper suitable for him so you know god does care about what he cares about suitability not compatibility not if they you know of course god wants you to be attracted to them but it's not all about just the physicality and the looks and the beauty or how fine they are, right? It's about the godly character. It's a, in First Peter, I want to say in chapter three, it says, you know, women, we it's not all about the braiding of your hair and adornment of your garments and what is on the outside, but a peaceful, beautiful, quiet spirit is precious in the eyes of God, right? So it all it really is what matters on the inside, but you know. I mean, let's be real. I know I want my husband to be attractive, right? So I don't, I don't think God's going to give you somebody ugly. I, Cause I don't believe that for my, I don't believe that for my life. Okay. I don't believe that for my husband, but he is also going to give you someone that you need to make you stronger, to make you wiser. You know, the Bible says iron sharpens iron, right? So with, and it's going to be a very successful marriage, no matter what hardships Ruth and Boaz may go through, because they're both people of godly character. You know, Boaz is an upstanding man. Ruth is a virtuous woman. So they they will, they may not see eye to eye on, a, on some things, but a lot of things, you know, they, be, they will be able to work together beautifully. You know, the Bible says the two shall become uh, one flesh in Genesis chapter two. And... You know, they'll, they'll be able to work beautifully and then they'll be some, they'll be able to submit to each other easily, more easily than someone who is, um, maybe someone who believes in God versus in, in someone who believes in Buddha versus, you know, both of them believing in God with, with two Christian people, you know, it's just like, y'all have the same ideas, y'all have the same morals, y'all have the same values. And that's not to say that, you know, uh, couples of different faiths, you know, are unsuccessful in marriage. That's not what I'm saying. 
But more than likely, if, you know, both of y'all have the same spiritual beliefs or the same uh, moral values. Now, yeah, not even spiritual beliefs, but that's part of it. But I'm just saying like the the same ideas, the, the, the same like things in common that actually matter and not your horoscope sign or like, you know, just just surface level stuff like that. No, it's all about what do y'all both want in life? What do y'all both, what are your goals in life? What is, what are you trying to achieve in your life? What is your accomplishment? Do you know your purpose yet? You know, um, cause you should want, you should not want to need your spouse. You should, you should want your spouse, but you shouldn't have to need your spouse. Right. Um, so yeah. And uh, yes, I'm aware I can hear now. Yes, I'm aware that there are plenty of Christian couples, sadly, that end up in divorce. So it really is all about, but like, I, I mean, really, like I said, it's about character. Cause if you, and this is not even regarding, uh, religion per se. Cause I've met plenty of people in the world that have more of a godly character than people in church. So trust me, I know, I know, I know. I'm just speaking for what the Holy Spirit has me to say, what the Bible says, and that's it. Um, so yeah, it's all about, it's all about, you know, do you, what, what do you want to see in your spouse? You know, and do you reflect those things within yourself? Would you marry you? You know, would would you actually marry yourself? That's a really, that's a rhetorical question because child is deep. Would you actually want to marry yourself right now? Would you actually, you know, consider the, the, like, you know, it's the, the list, the thing about the list, right? Um, and how we, you know, we have our negotiables and non-negotiables. Like what we want them to have, what they what we want them to look like, and the things that you know it would be nice to have, but they you don't care. Um, <laughs> I have recently allowed God to rip up my old list and replace it with the new list, and uh, I do. I would pull it up, but. I'm going to just tell you, it got five negotiables. Excuse me. It has five negotiables on there. I may mess up some of the negotiables, but I mean, oh, not no negotiables, non-negotiables, requirements. There we go. I got five non-negotiables. Um, and the rest are, the negotiables even don't really matter when I, when I had God write the requirements of my godly husband. But the five things that he wrote for my godly husband, who he has to be, is humble, uh, of course, God-fearing, affectionate, uh, patient, at least I need to be one of them, patient, and sensitive. Not sensitive, like all up in their feelings, like, you know, just way and crying all the time. Like, no, I'm talking about sensitive, you know, um, uh, I guess a better word would be empathetic, you know, very, um, 
you know, they, they feel what others feel. Cause you know, the Bible says, you know, cry when others cry and rejoice when others rejoice, you know, em- empathize with your brother and sister is what that scripture is saying. So, but yeah, I definitely want, cause I'm, I'm like that, you know? Um, and then personally for me, um, it's my husband is, is more than him just being a man of God. It's more than him just being God fearing. It's more than him just going to church. I know who I am in Christ. He knows he needs to know who he is in Christ, right? I know I'm anointed. I know I'm set, I'm set apart. I'm sanctified. Now filled with the Holy Ghost, now. but um, but yeah, like I know who I am in Christ, and he needs to know who he is in Christ, right? He needs to walk in his identity. It, what identity? <laughs> he needs to walk in his identity like I'm walking in my identity right so and he needs to be confident like I'm confident finally <laughs> glory be to God but you know it's just all about would you would you really just like sit back and think about that are you ready for marriage right now are you whole right because we, we ain't doing no oh you complete me I used to do that mess. No, Jesus completes you. <laughs> Jesus completes because you don't want to idolize your spouse. That's the whole point. You do not. God said, "Do not have no other gods before me." You do not want to idolize your spouse. That's sin. And they're human. Like, give them a break. They may be the most fantastic, magical, magnificent person on the face of the planet. Maybe a whole unicorn, but they still, <laughs> you know, they may be, they may be great. I'm sure they are, but they're still a human being, right? Your identity should not be in the relationship that you're in. Cause I used to be, I used to be like that. I used to hate being single because it's like, Oh, I feel like I don't know who I am without somebody. And I don't, I just feel so unfulfilled and da, 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 da. I am so glad God took me out of that mess. That mindset is a torturous, tormenting mindset. You need to be happy by yourself. It's peaceful that way. People can be a headache because people ain't perfect. You got to be patient with people. So imagine how much patient you gotta be, much more patient you gotta be in a marriage. You know, we gotta be patient in relation, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, let alone a marriage. Let alone a marriage with kids, huh? And a dog. But y'all, like, you know, seriously, do not have y'all just do not be feeling like, oh, my spouse completes me, or I just I just need to find the one and I'll be fulfilled. Jesus needs to make you feel fulfilled, right? You, the re- when you find out the reason why you were born on this earth for such a time as this, that's your fulfillment. That you should auto- automatically, and only your creator, which is God, can show you that. Why, would you, why you were born for such a time as this. So that way you can walk in your calling, you can walk in your purpose and not need somebody, right? Because Jesus filled you he filled that spot in your soul in your heart you know what voids are you trying to fill with other people what voids are you trying to fill with relationships don't like don't do that 
Don't idolize people. I have learned that the hard way and I done got delivered from people. Okay. By the way, Jonathan McReynolds song, people go listen to it. It will minister to you, but it's all about getting delivered from people's opinions and the, and needing people, right? Needing people's validation. You shouldn't need the opposite sex validation to feel beautiful or to feel handsome. You should feel you know, confident in how you look and how you are in yourself and in God, right? You really only need the creator's validation and opinion of you. You know, Galatians 1.10 says, you know, would I be, let me, let me read it before I misquote anything else. Let me, let me read it. Praise God. (laughs) I'm going to read it in the ESV. It says, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Am I trying to, or am I trying to please man? If I was, if I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Ooh, if I were still trying to, so even Paul said, I was trying to please people. But above that, I'm a servant of Christ. Now, if I were to still please man, trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. That means you got to be bold in who you are without somebody. Huh? Without needing somebody. So be encouraged. Um, and I know I say that all, all the time, but please be encouraged because you know, and, and women, I'm gonna do the men next week. Don't worry, men, I ain't forgot about y'all. Um, but women, you know, Boaz Boaz's character is who you need to look for in your godly spouse. Okay? And I really do hope and pray. That um, you talk about this with God after you are done listening to this podcast, because it's like, you know, if you're not if you're single like me and waiting on uh, God to bring your godly spouse at the right time. Right. And you're abstinent like me. um, You know, this is something to discuss with with the father. If you have not allowed him to if you not have allowed him to make your list instead of you making your list, because when we make this quote unquote list, it we and we 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 make it out of our ideas and what we want it's out of the flesh this is this is fleshly feelings fleshly desires fleshly like fleshly fleshly mindset not the mindset of jesus christ really so we need god to show us what type of man we need well this i mean i would say like you know this is this was more focused on with women, but this is for both men and women. This podcast, I feel so. I pray that you know, men and women uh, were ministered to and was well informed. Uh, you know, and just to God be the glory. And uh, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, say this prayer after me say, Lord God, I repent, I believe. In the son you sent. You died on the cross. Just for me. To heaven I'll go. To heaven I'll be. And with that simple prayer. You are a. In the body of Christ. Woo, you are a member in the body of Christ. <laughs> and I'm your sister in Christ. Congratulations. Um, Go to a church. Where they're properly teaching you the word of God. And. Uh, I implore you to join my church, which is All Nations Worship Assembly, 
uh, headquarters located in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, their website is allnationswa.com. Again, it's allnationswa, the letter W and the letter A.com. Um, A-L- Again, it's A-L-L-N-A-T-I-O-N-S-W-A.com. And if you feel led to sow into this ministry, my cash app is dollar sign S-I-D-N-I capital G. Well, let me rephrase it. Uh, dollar sign capital S-I-D-N-I capital G. Again, my cash tag is dollar sign capital S-I-D-N-I capital G. Uh, my PayPal... Well, I'm not going to give out my PayPal. Uh, I'm sorry. has kind of discombobulated. My anchor link is where you can also sew in monthly. Um, my, my PayPal link is actually on my blog. Check out my blog on my Facebook and my Twitter. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, my anchor link is on uh, my, my support link is on my anchor website. Sorry. It's anchor.fm slash Sydney, S-I-D-N-I dash P-P. Again, it's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash Sydney, S-I-D-N-I dash P-P. That is where you can click the support button and you can sell monthly for a dollar, five dollars or ten dollars. Uh, like my page on Facebook at Sydney's Prophetic Podcast was where and, and my Twitter. Go follow me on Twitter at Sydney Podcast at capital S-I-D-N-I capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Again, my Twitter handle is capital S. I-D-N-I, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That is where I'll be giving my updates, announcements, no, now notifications about my uh, new blog post. So check that out. Check out my blog. It's going to bless your life. Um, and that's why I'll give uh, updates of special events, special guests, etc., etc. And I upload, I don't say this enough. <laughs> I upload a new podcast episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 3 p.m. I love you guys. Have a great Friday and the rest of your weekend. Bye.